Kay. Hello. And tonight we're doing The Power of the Dog. It is a new film on Netflix, and uh, it is getting some buzz around movie circles. I've heard from a lot of people that this is going to be an Oscar frontrunner for many categories. It's got a 96% on Rotten Tomatoes, a 7 on IMDb, <laughs> an 88 on Metacritic. Just wanted to lay the ground here, uh, but before we get into what we thought of it, uh, did you guys know anything about Power of the Dog? No, I thought this was uh, the, the Nightmare whatever. What is it called? Oh, Nightmare Alley. Yeah, I thought that's what we were watching. But yeah, we'll, we'll no. be getting to that later in the, in the month, it's not, hopefully. It's not this. Yeah, that probably Different wouldn't movies. have me as a as a pod host on that. So yeah, I think Jess is on that one, not you. Yeah, that's that sounds more like Jess. Uh, no, I you know mistakenly was hoping it was uh, about a dog, and it turns out it's about pretty much anything besides that a dog. Uh, yeah, I don't. Yeah, not, not a lot of dogs in this movie. Uh, charismatic rancher Phil Burbank inspires fear and awe in those around him. When his brother brings home a new wife and her son, Phil torments them until he finds himself exposed to the possibility of love. I don't know if I agree exactly that's how this thing goes down. Um, and honestly, the less you know, the better going in. I mean, you can take what you will from that little thing. But I, I, I didn't really know anything about this either. I just knew all my movie communities were buzzing about this. Uh, former guest to the show, uh, Greg, who does the Cinematics podcast, has said this is his favorite movie of the year so far. And he's predicting it'll win uh, picture, director, actor for Benedict Cumberbatch. So a lot of, a lot mm. of things I'm hearing about this right now. Uh, but mm. if you want to know what all the hubbub is about it's on netflix it's about Hello. two hours and uh yeah so it's a westerny kind of movie but not like a shoot 'em up western more like just you know takes place in montana in the early 1900s so i think even if we, we talk about it for 45 minutes we're probably not going to spoil it for anyone to be honest with you because uh, yeah it's 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 kind of tough to spoil except maybe the last i don't know last little bit but for the most part it's yeah it's not a spoilery kind of movie there's not a no. ton of there's a couple of reveals, but uh, yeah. Anyway, on Netflix, we're going to spoil it now. And as I said, it's 1925 Montana, and wealthy ranch owner brothers Phil and George Burbank meet a widow and inn owner Rose Gordon uh, during their cattle drive. That's where the movie starts out. Phil is uh, Benedict Cumberbatch. He is, like I said earlier, he's bombastic. He's charismatic. He's kind of vile. He's mean. Uh, but everyone around him notices him, and he's the clear leader in the room. Uh, George is Jesse Plemons, a much uh, quieter, uh, soft softer man uh and he uh, starts a relationship with rose who is christian dunce and she has a son who's cody smith mcphee and uh they are uh they are widowed from or she's widowed from a man who killed himself and uh the son is uh he's trying to become a surgeon and he has a very interesting personality very good uh, doctor vibes yeah <laughs> kind of yeah norman he's bates definitely, style He's on. Uh, he's probably on the spectrum somewhere, I would imagine. Um, but uh, yeah, Rose and George uh, start a relationship, and uh, the movie goes back to their their big house, their big ranch house, where they have uh, the, some helper people, like uh, one of the maids, housekeepers. Uh, they host a couple of events with some big wigs. 
but uh, you can tell that Phil is out of place because he's kind of gross and dirty and, and doesn't like to do anything uh, that he doesn't like. He also does not have a good relationship with Rose, uh, his brother's new wife, and the kid at first as well. Uh, so he's a contentious person. Um, uh, but we learn something about him, uh, maybe a midpoint of the way, and then uh, story shifts from being about... Uh, like kind of this kind of starts with more of George and Rose and then it becomes more Phil and Phil and uh, and the son Peter so that's enough to get us kicked off Mm -hmm. Uh, let's go to Mama K what did you think of the power of the dog um so I don't generally do this I, I don't do it very often but I did watch this in two different sittings and had really different experiences with that so um i watched the first roughly 40 minutes or so um in the evening after everything was all wound down and then the rest was done during the daytime and um i think that you have to be very present with this movie if you're going to find any enjoyment with it at all because it is we've we've done some slow movies um this is archaically slow and it has a real problem finding um, like what your center is in this. I have no, I, I spent the, the first 40 minutes going, I don't know what this movie is about. And that's sort of when I gave up on it and said, I'm going to have to come back um, to it. And it was better after that. But um, I. Second half better than the first half for you. So, yeah. And I mean, uh, again, that could be a mitigating factors, but um, I don't think so. I just think that there's a lot of non setup in the first 40 minutes that you're just supposed to kind of move along and sort of pretend like you're looking at these people that you've, I mean, it's, it's a movie where you're looking at people you've never met before and the writer director does not care to um, sort of bring you into that. She just wants you to sit there. And I mean, I, Jane Campion, this feels, I mean, there can't be a more Jane Campion film than this. So um, it just, yep. Yeah, it, it probably feels, most famous movie is the piano. The piano, I, I think yeah, it's probably the most famous. Of and this movies. doesn't feel that different than the piano, honestly. Um, the, <laughs> it, it, it's about something entirely different, but it doesn't feel that different. I mean, lots of things that, to be said that I think they're really cool about it. You know, the sweeping landscapes, uh, the score. I hate the score, but it's perfect for the movie. Um, I don't like dissonant music like that. And uh, I know it's supposed Mm -hmm. to make me feel like it's, um, you know, keep me on the edge of my seat. But all it did was kind of make me mad, honestly. Like, okay, if you're going to do this to me, have some action behind it. But there's never, uh, the action in this movie is very... You don't uh, like the dirge? Low key. Yeah, it's like, I can't, it's not sustainable for me. Like, I need it when it's, you know... I don't know. I need to, when I'm introduced to the characters, if you introduce me to them like that, that's how I'm going to feel about them. And that's how I felt about them in that first bit. Um, the second half was different for me. So, I mean, we can sort of get into that later, but I just sort of had a diff- I had a weird, um, I had a weird interaction with this movie. So I'm anxious to see what other people think. All right. Uh, Nicole, what did you think of Power of the Dog? Um, oh, <laughs> uh, I really would like to sit down with somebody that 
thinks this is the best movie this year and really pick their brain as to what possesses them to think that i'll have to ask greg yeah see what see what is uh see what he sees in this i have not been so bored (laughs) as i was watching this i find no value in the the length of scenes and the time spent on monotonous activities so much so (laughs) that i don't even understand what the what the message is supposed to be behind this whole thing like very briefly at the end do i understand maybe if i'm even thinking on the same wavelength as what this is supposed to be um any sort of like social message but other than that, like, it's just so god-awfully boring and slow. And a lot of the scenes, like, I just, I, I wish they weren't there. Because, honestly, I could say that I maybe may have enjoyed it a little bit more if I didn't have to sit through, like, 20-minute long things of someone playing a banjo or brushing their teeth. Like, whatever it is. I don't, I don't care. It's like, th- those things don't add anything for me to really understand who these people are in terms of the story so that's i i I can't get past that to make it a positive unfortunately because um it's this i don't know what to say about it (laughs) um Maybe something else it will be easier for me to talk about. Maybe the characters and yeah, you, who you just I... need a spark. You need you need a reminder. You need a... yeah. I'm. I mean, this this is definitely would never ever land in my Oscar nominations, which is mind boggling to me. So maybe I need to hear from you guys of why you would think that's the case or what what the the, the top critics are seeing in this that I'm missing. Yeah, bring us over to the dark side, Brennan. Uh, well, okay, so I, I didn't love this movie. I like it. I would say it's like a it's like a three and a half star movie for me. It's an above average movie. Uh, what this movie absolutely despises is spoon feeding. It hates it so much that it does the exact opposite and tells you as little as possible, tiny subtle clues, the tiniest of subtlest of clues. It does not want you so much so that I think the ending will be lost on like most people. Um, that aren't, you know, critics that watch every movie on the planet. Uh, it's, it, I, there's things that I really like about this. I liked the last bit pretty well. Like I last, I like when it becomes Phil and Peter together. Uh, and I kind of, I actually also like the beginning with, with, uh, George because Jesse Plemons always on the, on the screen want more of him. Uh, and the, the big lull is in the middle when Rose becomes an alcoholic and there's the, the, the dinner scene um mm. with the piano and all that stuff like is not, i don't love it as much still there's still stuff to glean out of there but again this movie refu- it it gives you you need super patience you need magnifying glasses everywhere you need to like you need to pay attention to the way the fucking wheat <laughs> blows in the wind like everything is it all it's all very important <laughs> like that 
So, and, and I think at one point Nicole was even getting angry at the movie at one point because Benedict Cumberbatch is like walking slowly between rooms because he hears something. Walk faster. And she's like, this is the shit I hate in movies. They're just wasting our time. <laughs> what, what are we supposed to learn from him walking slowly with his big pants through the hallway? I'm like... <laughs> I'm like, chaps. I, at least make them assless for us. Give us something. I'm paraphrasing, oh, but there it was, was a, that was the sentiment I got from her. <laughs> I mean, that is one thing about Jane Campion is she wants to make sure that the, you know, that the women are underexposed generally and the men are overexposed. So that's, I mean, that's different, right? It's interesting. It's, it's Jane Campion too. Cause I, I was thinking back of like, I think this movie like just barely, by the skin of its te- teeth would pass the Bechdel test. The, the two women named characters in a room having a discussion. Is there another scene other than when it's Rose and the two, the two um, maids housekeepers? I, yeah. Housekeepers. I don't know the terminology in these times, yeah. uh, but I, I, that's the only one I could think of. Every other scene is... What about is, outside is... when they're playing tennis? Yeah, but he's the kid's there. The Peter's there, isn't he? Oh, yeah. I don't understand what you're saying, then. Just having the test women. is uh, two women, both have to be named characters, have to have a conversation, and it can't be about a man in a movie. Then it passes. <laughs> Oh, and it's and it's harder than you'd think uh, for a lot of movies. Um, well, this probably does because she doesn't have. I mean, there are no really talking about men at all or relationships. I mean, beyond the fact that she was married and now she's a widow and now she's married to to Jesse Plemons' character George. I mean, there's they just don't say it's not that kind of a movie. No, they don't say no anything. No fucking they, dialogue I'm, at all. It's just. I'm surprised they even said other. they were married. I'm surprised they they gave us that much information. I thought I was just gonna kind of. You have to infer that. You have well, to. And when you do you that, really, when you what? do so much of that, you you lose a lot of your audience. I mean, you'll keep those main, you know, the people who are like, you know, just drowning for it. Um, th- they'll be fine yeah. with that. But I was mad about the fact that I couldn't tell how much time was passing. Is this a day? Same. Is this three months? I have no Same. idea. And, you know, sometimes... I think this all takes place over about a year. That's yeah. But I... that's crazy because they they show in the beginning they're rounding up the horses to move to her part of town to, for, to stay. They don't mention how long they stay. And then all of a sudden... That's the he thing. Is, shows up the next day. Well, did they move hundreds of miles with the cattle or are they just next door or like what is happening? I think that's the place oh. where they they um have the cattle like she's in sort of quote unquote town and that's the place where they'll be selling off, you know, the cattle every year that they have. But beyond that, you're you're right. It's like um oh, we'll have dinner at your little hotel-y kind of place also slash dance hall which i don't understand at all um but um also now i'm married to the woman and we're going back to the, Yo, what the heck? that was just that was like huh there's there are a couple things like that in this movie where it's like oh you don't want to tell the story you really don't want to tell the story you just want to skip to the stuff so Early stuff it, it refuses it, refu- there, it refuses exposition it refuses like thing te- like telling you what's happening you have to just yeah, but how really easy is it to make a movie super closely how what? easy is it to make a movie like that then it's like okay well then i don't have to i disagree you... with that i no, i disagree I, with that no i think that because you don't do that you leave you know there's a lot of i i agree this should be called like the power of patience not the power of the dog it should be the power of... i i would it would be more apt title yeah people might be like oh yes I will bring a coffee. I don't love the ultimate reveal of the title. I don't. I don't really care for it, honestly. When we I get don't to the, get it. 
Yeah, I don't it's, really understand it. I mean, I I looked up what it meant, but I'm still like, eh, that's really... I, I really stretched it myself, and maybe they meant hair of the dog, meaning she's <laughs> becoming an alcoholic right. again. Because that, she drinks that's a That's pretty good. <laughs> Power of there's, the hair well, of the dog. Happens, See, we're coming up with better titles. There's a, dis- yeah. there's a dissonance between the, the, store, the, the story of... Uh, Rose and Phil's story. Phil's story is the main story after we get back to the house. Which one's In the Phil? beginning, Phil is Benedict Cumberbatch. Oh. Phil Benedict Cumberbatch, Phil. George is Jesse Plemons, yeah. Peter's the kid, Rose is the woman, and then okay. everyone else doesn't really matter. Those are the four characters. Um, because at the beginning, it looks like it's going to be a George and Rose story, and then and Phil is like the brooding brother. But then later on, it really becomes the Phil and, to a lesser extent, Peter story. Like it, that, that becomes the the center stage piece. And th- I don't think the two plots, the Rose drinking all the time plot and the Phil, and we're in spoilers. He, he had a, he's always talking about this, this cowboy, uh, Bronco Pete, Bronco Bill. No. What was his name? Bronco. Bronco Henry. We're dancing all around it. Bronco yeah. Henry. And, and he is uh, another character older... in this. We got to be honest there. Yeah, but it's like a you. It's like how you say characters. Like, oh, the city's a character. Like, oh, well, like, like, I don't, I, I don't, I don't represent- subscribe to that theory. A character. He was represented. He was represented by an actual thing. Like this, they were like, this is him. They, she, the she couldn't have been more handkerchief. Well, well. Okay, oh yeah, then the, a handkerchief. And, there's the handkerchief. And the saddle. There's the saddle. Yeah, I mean, you couldn't be. She actually put a nameplate. Like, this is a character that you all don't know, but that's very pivotal to this story. Represented by the Bronco saddle. Henry. Is was an older man who took uh, Phil under his wing, much like Phil at the end of the movie in the third act takes Peter under his wing, and they have a gay relationship at some point. That's that's the Ooh. implication because again, they don't ever say that. They show you the handkerchief that he jerks off with that has his initials on it or whatever. That's that's your cue to be oh he's gay and he has a relationship. And then and you see gay what, porn like nineteen twenty five gay porn. That, I, Oh yeah, that was like heavy handed. I'm like, wow, this movie's really spoon feeding me. Like, this movie's really telling me a lot of information right now. I thought all we were going to get was gay. <laughs> hey, <laughs> look at this. It's Brokeback Mountain without words. Well, I was. I, what, I made a. I made a joke. I said Brokeback Montana. That's what I said. <laughs> Brokeback yeah, Montana. A, Power of the mo- Brokeback Montana. But I, yeah, I have to say though, I, I really thought that this role. Okay, if there was another person that Phil could have been, who would you have pinned as pl- being the actor for that? Um, mm. It sounds like you have someone cocked and loaded in mind. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Um, you say I, do. I, 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 I got I got one, but yeah. All I can Go see ahead, as I'm watching this is Matthew McConaughey. Okay. Not Benedict Cumberbatch. <laughs> so as I'm watching it, my head is doing a total mind fuck that that's not Matthew McConaughey because I, was, I feel like he would play some doofy ass role like this. I was going Bradley Cooper, and that's not uh, that, that different than uh, Matthew they, McConaughey. So yeah. it's true. They and because that they I thought this was cowboy-ish. Nightmare Alley, which right. Bradley Cooper is in. Yeah, and they're coming out at the same time. <laughs> well. The, th- the different thing is like when Brennan, you're reading the synopsis or whatever, and they said he's charismatic. I don't know that he was charismatic at all. I mean, sure, he led oh, he's his... dickhead. Well, yeah, I mean, obviously, but I think that he, you know, 
he didn't have a relationship with his brother. He didn't have a relationship with his parents. Uh, charismatic people tend to do those kind of things. Uh, <laughs> he calls him fatso. <laughs> I know. Well, it sounds like at some point he had a relationship with his brother. I thought that was going to be part of the twist with something that happened in their past, but it's it's all about him. It's not the brother is uh, not not a uh, not affiliated with that stuff i guess yeah but he but, I'm, um, I'm guessing he must have known about it otherwise i mean they are there is a there is something that happened with them because i can't i don't think you can have two brothers you know running this ranch like they do and be i wonder so... if there's clues we missed that tell us this because the movie does not want to actually tell us this you see what i'm saying it's gotta I'm be sure. something where where george is constantly not involved with the ranch and he's doing all the paperwork he's meeting and greeting all the people like the governor and all these things and it's leaving all the hard work to fill and he gets pissed because nobody acknowledges him as being you know the biggest part of the ranch is keeping the keeping it rolling on the field so he probably has like some sort of like animosity towards him for for never being around and then when he leaves to go to marry rose he's never around again he's just off and living his his glamorous life yeah we don't really know what he's doing uh i'm not that enthralled with jesse plemons jesse plemons yeah performance yeah (laughs) performance in this um or maybe it's the character i don't really know but uh, i mean he gives dry performances and they're hilarious this is not hilarious there was nothing about this i didn't really i didn't think he connected with anyone so i want to know what happened in the past that made him like this because it's it's really it's unnerving i don't i don't i don't like it i'm i'm taken out every time he comes into the scene actually because it's i feel it's so stilted character yeah, and I don't know, again, I don't know whether it's what he's saying or whether it's the performance, because it's just, it's, I'm he's sad. He's already got a few nominations from some different uh, places. No, I'm sad because Every, Everybody is. is. Everybody him. in this movie has been nominated. Everyone. <laughs> okay, no. Also, I have... Even I, that little goofy chick? Uh, no, not, uh, not t- Thomas and Mackenzie, I really right. was, like, in this, but you she's really not. She's... One, carrot girl she's one of the housekeepers and yeah carrot, we just saw carrot girl carrot cake carrot girl carrot oh girl. carrot girl because of the scene with the, that yeah. scene actually did make me that, that was one of the uh, actually a few times i like laughed out loud i'm like ah that's pretty you good. didn't expect that uh, i totally expected that no i didn't either i didn't get his vibes because they were they were too subtle i didn't get it until i got it like no. it, t- it took me until he did something extreme i figured out i don't i don't know when i figured it out but that he was uh like not this meek person that we are, you know, thought to believe. Um, early, well, he fairly. says it at one point that his that his dad was worried he what he wasn't uh, he right. was too harsh or not kind enough, and and uh, he's like, and then they come back, he's like, you you, and then we're like, yeah, yeah, but in a different way. We're not thinking about like. Yeah, no, this is way this was way before this is before they became friendly. My, I, I have a gripe about how quickly they're their relationship turned to it was just him walking this is this is when i think it happened anyway is when they were out on the cattle drive or whatever i don't know what they were doing honestly and then the people from the house came so um all the proper people came and peter was there and walked you know through this like avenue it was like it'd be like walking down the street with cat calls from you know walking down in new york street Mm -hmm. with cat calls looked at a bird's nest 
turned around and walked back like he was on RuPaul's drag race. I was like, <laughs> what is what is happening here? And now all of a sudden it's right after that, right? That um Phil Yeah, he's making the rope and he's like, Once yeah. I'm done making this rope, I'm your best friend or I don't know what he said, but it's you something know what's like so that. So weird. I yeah. thought that he was being so sarcastic and just mocking him. I didn't think it was genuine. No, I don't. I like, think we were supposed to. I think you were on the right track there, Nicole. That I think that's what we were supposed to think, because we weren't. That something that he was gonna like, you know, bring him into his lair and do something nefarious. Yeah, with him. kill him in the wo- in the mountains. Yeah, or something. I thought when they went off together, I'm like, eh, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if I trust this Phil doing this. But the movie doesn't do what you, you know, the big the movie thing to do. That's what the movie thing to do is. It does right. You know, the quieter, right. subtler, not telling you thing. Right. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. What was the point of that? Not sure. Uh, no, the point like was how, uh, you didn't like how quickly they became that they became. <laughs> yeah, I, it turned so it turned so fast, and I thought, well, is that because he, you know, so far he's been you know independent. Phil hasn't really needed anybody else. He's in charge of all the people. Um, he's, you know, he and his brother live together but they're estranged they sleep in the same bed in their clothes also a big i have a big problem with everyone that. always in their clothes what uh, like what yeah what a dirtball he was so disgusting i have a i have a question though so i don't i'm not trying to push us to the end here but i do have a, a question to follow up what we just discussed so okay. if we are to assume that phil is not is is not as genuine as it we are given and we know what the outcome at the end of this movie is um and i think we can determine how phil fell ill do you think that peter was genuinely taking phil for what was happening as as truthful or do you think that that peter thought there was some sort of underlying things going to happen um do you think peter was smart enough to concoct some sort of plan or do you think it was just a total accident i have a theory okay i have a theory too i'm not sure where this happened in the movie but when um i think the turning point with peter is when he finds him you know skin benedict cumberbatch skinny dipping or whatever and finds his stash and all that and now he has uh you know some some ammunition yeah ammunition against that's why i thought phil was being nice to him all of a sudden so that he wouldn't talk that's why that's why this was before he was being nice to him before that though no he wasn't he didn't start being nice to him until the scene you're talking about with the where he did the rupaul thing i don't know why he called it that that came after (laughs) that came after the the are you sure of the the porn 100 okay well there's yeah then, that's why he became nice to him that's what i thought he became nice to him because he was like he knows my secret and also right, he's got to keep he's, he's got to keep him close also he probably has the trauma thing because of him remembering the age difference and the outcast with him and bronco right. man and yeah. and <laughs> yeah he's gonna keep him close so that he can either groom him kill him if he needs to because he's going to talk or just be nice so that he won't talk either way all that makes sense to keep him close you knew at that point something untoward was going to happen at the end right you know i didn't know which way it was going to go um i I had a feeling which way it was going to go but um, i thought it was going to go broke back honestly i thought they were going to i thought it was going to i thought it was good i thought that okay well i mean the (laughs) obviously doesn't but like i thought phil 
I thought Peter was going to be the new young Phil, and like their relationship would mirror his and Broncos. Maybe we'd get a flashback to see Bronco well, and a young Phil and what happened with him. And then, uh, do you think maybe then, that's why George doesn't want to be around by him anymore? Because he learned that he was gay, and he's like so disgusted by it or something. It would explain something. Yeah, I mean, it would it would make some sense. I suppose, but also he his animosity towards the woman, the one woman in his in his life, you know. Whose animosity? Phil's, Phil's animosity. Phil oh, doesn't yeah, like yeah. Rose. Yeah, I thought you were yeah. talking about George, though. You're talking about George doesn't want to be around his brother because of that. Is that what you're saying? That's what Nicole is saying, and I can. Yeah, yeah, like he's or like George. George was so offended by the relationship when he found out about Phil and the the other guy, old guy, mm-hmm. that that um he didn't want to associate with him anymore but i guess they had to keep the the thing going so now that george found a woman he can't be happy because phil was never happy so i think that's why they hate each other and yeah, phil's but- always talking about bronco too and that's when george recoils and doesn't talk to anybody like he d- he actively avoids conversations where phil is regaling tales of bronco being awesome Right, but George had had in his heart for Peter when they first met. So, and I think that it was that's the one thing that she was really obvious about without saying it out loud is that Peter probably had homosexual tendencies or thoughts as well. Um, if everybody else agrees with that, anyone? Everybody? That's why I thought. That's why I thought they were going to go full broke back on the, yeah. at the end and not the way it went. Because I thought I thought Peter's outcasty bit of him was that he was maybe gay, not that he's like a sociopath. Yeah, is there I think anything, he's both. Is there anything? <laughs> I, I, mean, the... I, I guess you could be. You can be both. But yeah, I think you I thought, can be. I, yes, I yeah. But I thought everything he did, uh, upon further thinking about how everything broke down at the end, um, not broke back, broke down. Broke down. Uh, I I think I think he's scheming the whole time. All the time, every time, and he. Yeah, is I think he's sneaky. Compl- he is. Yeah. Peter, you're Peter. Peter. Yes. Yeah. Peter is because not. Phil is genuine at the end, actually, in all of his actions. I think. I think Peter I is the to- one who is completely one hundred percent disingenuous. Yeah, and I think it that part starts for me, like for real. I think he starts his Kevin McAllister plan when um he's taught there's a scene with him and kirsten dunce and she's all she's very upset about something that phil has done i can't remember what it was and i think maybe phil was just walking into the house to be honest with you and then she was like i can't go in there and he's like don't worry i will take care of this for you this is not something you have to worry about anymore and i think he was like he went upstairs unrolled the kevin McAllister. this is my house i must protect it and started the plan so I feel like I thought that Peter was going to be killed. I was I was really stuck on that. I thought that he was just just toying him along the whole time to make him comfortable and then just kill him in the mountains. <laughs> just because why, of the way but... of the way he treated him he himself and Yeah, I guess because he I, t- I took Phil as someone that if, if he can't be happy, nobody can. And so he'll make everybody else suffer because he suffered. And mm-hmm. so if he finds somebody like Peter, who um, obviously is way too smart for his own good in that sense, uh, you know, f- f- what Phil sees, I think right. that Phil probably sees Peter as a threat to him somehow. 
Um, and he's, you know, learning all this stuff about the ranch and I guess he feels threatened by him. So I just thought he was just going to take him out and kill him and say it was an accident with the horse. And then they don't have to, he doesn't have to be around him again. I just, I see Phil as a big dickhead. <laughs> well, that's the more movie thing to do. Like class, mm-hmm. like a class, a regular, more traditional movie, third act. It's the big showdown between Phil and Peter. And, uh, you know, it's, we got the gay undertones, which is why I thought it was going to go broke back. And then you've got the Phil is an asshole who will burn the world down because if I can't, nobody can and will kill Peter. And what actually happens is Peter's the mastermind the whole time. I think we, <laughs> we're kind of agreeing that Peter, Peter kills Phil in, for all oh, intents yeah. and purposes yeah. in the sneakiest way possible. So sneaky that I think most, I think not most, I think large chunks of people watching this who are not, you know, watching it like critics or watching a bunch of movies just will not get it. They will just think he got sick and died. And that's the end of the movie. Yeah. That when he got cut doing that rabbit right. thing. Oh but, yeah. 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 I'm, right. I don't you know. I don't know. I, I mean, I, I think maybe your most basic watcher might think that, but there's a lot of things that Peter does that are not, um, you know, he's got these two sides of him where he's making, you know, paper flowers and then, He's, you know, dissecting a, a jackrabbit in his bedroom out of nowhere. Um, and then the other, oh, you know, and then when he kills the second rabbit. <laughs> I got a genuine laugh when he's, no, he doesn't want a carrot. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. Well, genuine laugh. Like, that's when laugh. I knew, <laughs> that's when I knew what happened because when he said he doesn't want a carrot, I was like, oh my God, he's dissecting him and he's practicing his like doctor stuff on the rabbit. <laughs> it's very, very um, and later on. Says, what does she say? Oh, holy hell. Oh, holy <laughs> hell. Yeah. Holy hell. <laughs> but it's also weird because the next scene is she's now refereeing the, the... I know. It's like she totally just forgot it happened. <laughs> Unless that takes place a day later or, you know, well, again, knows? the time Time doesn't movie. exist in this fucking movie. No. Yeah. Time. But I, we're, we've, we've kind of danced around. We didn't really say it. At some point, uh, uh, there's a big thing about um, anthrax in this movie and uh, how it's affecting. If it infects a cow, they got to cut it from the herd and leave it to die because they don't want to infect everybody else, people or cows. And uh, so at one point, Peter, who has recently been taught how to ride a horse, goes and finds a dead cow in like the mountains. And it's got a diseased leg. You can tell it's all fucked up. And so he skins it. And then later on, he uh, gives that leather as a, or the, the hide as a gift to Phil to calm him down after his mom just gave away a bunch of pelts and he didn't want to give away the pelts, um, which leads credit, uh, credence to Nicole's If I can't, nobody problems. can. Right. Yeah. And uh, so he gives the diseased hide to Phil, who's just recently got the cut. Because, and he knows this because they were out uh, with the rat that the doing the rabbit thing together. Um, and so then they share the cigarette seductively. That's like the, that's like the will they, won't they? Moment. They share the what? Cigarette. They share the cig- the cigarette. They pass it back oh, and forth. Uh, they don't pass it back and forth. He, he presses it like up to Benedict's okay. lips so he can smoke <laughs> out of it and then brings it back to his own. It's, it's yeah. Can you see and then, Matthew um, McConaughey doing this? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, it's not. It wouldn't be as serious, uh, though. I mean, I it would be. Hard. Yeah, that's the thing is you can't have Matthew McConaughey in this room because Benedict Cumberbatch brings a, a gravitas. Like it actually, it, it feels serious. If what do you Matthew think McConaughey about his is accent? doing this, that was fine. Yeah, I thought everybody I was okay with their breaks. accents. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Except for the way that Jesse Plemons talked the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I got a dog in his 
performance. I thought he was. I thought it he was, was not. Oh, and you know me. I'm a fan. I'm a fan. But no. yeah, Justino Scoops. We love him. But Justino uh, Scoops. This is the best lot. Three bags of Justino Scoops. How could that be profitable for Frito Lay? <laughs> Oh my God. Yes. Uh, I don't like that movie, but that's a great Can we team. match this uh, up somehow? I was just going to say, I don't remember anything else from that movie except that part. <laughs> it's the best part. <laughs> I don't even remember what the movie's called. Game Night. It is Game Night. Yeah, it's um, yeah, not a great movie. Uh, anyway, uh, so we the at the end kind of super cuts a little bit. Like we see Phil is sick the next day or two days or however the time works. Uh, and he has to go into town and he never comes back because we smash cut to Jesse Plemons picking out a coffin. And we, you know, infer Very that it's quickly. For him. Everything else is so long, and this is so fast. <laughs> yeah, he dies in like five seconds. Like every, you're right. Everything he yeah. he uh, walks down a hallway longer than he dies. Uh, he walks so. outside by the windows, <laughs> holding the rope with Jesse Plemons in the car, driving behind him. <laughs> it takes that takes longer than him dying. There's something funny about Jane the silhouette. What Nicole pointed out that the silhouettes of the guys with the big pants, because it's like the leather, it's like the leather chaps, but they look like so bow-legged walking around, everyone walking around when it's dark and it's just the silhouettes. Yeah, but the worst pants belong to the dude that didn't wear chaps. Peter's pants were out of control. They were oh not. Oh my God. Oh, the long jeans. skinny. You cr- could have fit <laughs> three Peters in those pants. Those are Brennan's Bob the Builder pants. <laughs> my Bob the I have a pair of pants that are too you large for me. You got a pair of pants from Walmart that are the most outrageous <laughs> denim blue you've ever seen. They are from the dye Sam's Club. leaks out of them pants. <laughs> You know, the call-outs on this podcast are just too good. (laughs) So, yeah, anyway, uh, Phil has has died. There's a a funeral that uh, Peter doesn't attend. Uh, Rose and George go back home, and and Peter, I think, does like a little smirk when he looks out the window. He totally smirks. He's the first person to smile in this movie at the end. He smirks. Well, that's – I I noticed it, but I didn't – and that's it was it really wasn't till then that i put it together it did take me some time to actually be like oh peter's the mastermind he figured this all out i don't Mm -hmm. it's 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 i think it's more subtle than you think it is i think you're you're overestimating the average viewer of a movie me um yes you thinking that i think you are over i think you are overestimating how many people this ending will go over the head of i i do tend to do that, don't I? Wow, that's rude. I, I give people I don't, credit where I, they don't deserve I it. I don't think. <laughs> in this case, you are like I think you. I think you're if you if you had the Ghostbusters Afterlife crowd that you are with, and you showed that crowd this movie, no one's gonna understand anything. Oh, it would be anarchy. But that's you, what I'm saying. That's your average moviegoer. You Ghostbusters. The... <laughs> okay. Yeah. We had to do it for the show. Full theater, man. People would have watched. Those people would have been like ten minutes into this, either, or they would be like, "Oh hell no," and walking out. <laughs> That's I'm, what I'm saying. Is if they had to watch the whole thing and at the end tell you what happened, they will be unable to. Most of people, and that's your average moviegoer. Your average yes, moviegoer is a film he, critic. He takes the rope. I mean, he's got gloves on his hands because there's probably still anthrax on that rope. Takes the rope and puts it under his bed, and it's like. A shot. Yeah, but you also have to see all these scenes. You can't fall asleep. You can't be on your phone. You have to be watching them. So if your average moviegoer is not watching their full movie like that. They're falling asleep. They're on their phone. So 
If you oh. miss any of those little bits, then you miss the story. Which is why Nicole didn't see the smirk. Surprisingly, Daddy didn't make it through the first ten minutes of this movie. So not surprising at all. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> uh, anyway, the, did you say you looked up something about the thing that uh, what's the deliver my soul from the sword, my darling from yeah. the power of the dog? What does that mean? Well, it's in uh, Old Testament, I think, and it's about the people who, um, when Jesus was on the cross, it was his people that denied him you know, his, his due that were, you know, like Judas's to him. So, uh, Peter's like a Judas, just Peter's a Judas. Phil's probably a Judas, you know, how did everybody betray Billy die? You know, how did Bronco Billy die? How did, how did Peter's dad die? (laughs) (laughs) Whatever. Bronco Henry. It's called Bronco. What's his name? Bronco Henry. Bronco Henry. <laughs> Bronco Henry. <laughs> I mean, that's right, isn't it? But now it sounds ridiculous. <laughs> anyway, oh. Denver Henry, whatever his name is, I now John Henry. I start. I started like as soon Denver as Broncos. As soon as that was John over, Denver? I started thinking: Did everybody? You know, is is Peter now Phil? Like, <laughs> is this what's going to happen now? It's the, the the cycle continues yeah. now. Yeah, that's and what was... I I just thought. That's why I thought they were going to be together at the end because now I thought at the end, Pete, even though we're we're going to learn that Bronco Henry. Denver Broncos was not a good guy to fail. He was he was abusive and mean to him, and then only when he could take him in for sexual uh, favors, and then that like scarred him, and that's why he's an asshole to everybody. But only talks fondly. He's got Stockholm syndrome. I Please. thought we were going to have. The pass down. Peter is going to be the new Phil. Are you are you telling Jane Campion that she needs to do a prequel? Because I'm not about that. So I I I I am curious what happened. A a short. I think that could be part of it. I started thinking about Peter and his dad too, because he's all about protecting his mom, protecting his mom, and his dad was an alcoholic, and you know he's the one who quote found him. Uh, Did he? Did he find him? Did kill him? Peter is a sociopath. (laughs) Till this moment, I did not even think. I I didn't think. I didn't think about that. I'm like, you're Peter. Peter might have killed the dad. I know. He's obsessed with his mom. Clearly, he's obsessed with his mom. He's you know, it's not even Mama's boy situation. It's beyond that. Um, And does and and was this whole thing part of like a plot to like run the ranch? Because that's what Phil thinks it is in the beginning. And then, oh my God, what if it actually is? It's a plot to get rid of Phil so that George and But Rose it's not run the Rose ranch. who wants the ranch. It's, Pe- it's Peter, Peter who wants the ranch. I so know. he can just give his mom a place to drink herself to death, I guess. Well, at least she's not work. I mean, she seemed better off actually when she was, you know, working herself to the bone. But yeah, right. I think that was... That distracted her and like kept her from ha- being. Once she had leisure time and the stresses of being upper society, that's what got her to the bottle. No, it was the stress of Phil. So the stress of Phil has something to do with, like Phil sets her off immediately. Not that not that he wouldn't be unnerving to me. I'm not gonna lie. Benedict Cumberbatch, I think, is perfect for this role. I think he deserves an Oscar nom for this role. Um, he's creepy as hell, and I, charismatic is not a word I would use for him at all. But. Um, but he's, he would be one of those people that would get under my skin with the things that he does. Cause he's so, uh, 
nasty, but not in a fighty way. You know, he's, he's, uh, he's, I don't know, low key and it's not really low key, but it's just not, it's not, um, it's not, you know, fisticuffs. It's not like that. He's just a terrible person. And then at the end, you're like, is he the worst person here? Probably not. No, I think the journey is learning to like Phil a little. Because at the end, I'm like, ah, Phil is not that bad of a guy. Forgetting the whole beginning where he's a dick to everybody. (laughs) I never forgot. He was terrible. (laughs) Never forget. Um, Never forget. Well, uh, and what do you? uh, There is something else that I didn't like about this movie, and that was um, that from like 20 to 30 minutes in, it looks like in every scene, every person is on the verge of sobbing. No matter what they're talking about, I mean, you've seen their life. These are these are rich people, and this is how these are bad rich. It is. I know, but yeah, I know it's an empty existence for sure. I mean, the only it's people- a reminder that whenever people like want to go back to the past, like there is literally <laughs> never a better time than currently ever. Like you could say like three years ago if, or ten years ago if you want to go back, you go back more than a hundred years. Everything sucks for everybody all the time. I I would rather be homeless today than a king a thousand years ago. It's terrible. They had running water in their house. They had a car. Oh boy! I didn't see what a luxury. I, they had yeah, heat because he asked about the an hour. Oh yeah, the car that could, that people walked faster than. Yeah, so great. <laughs> that's why everyone rode time. a horse. So that's that's why. But I don't know, understand one... why everyone was always on the, like, it felt like everybody was on the verge of tears all the time. The main, of the main characters. Benedict Cumberbatch's eyes were always glazed over. Kirsten Dunst looked like she had just finished a sobbing session every time she was on the screen. Um, what did you guys think of her? We haven't really talked about her performance. Again, yeah, she's getting... I was just going to ask. Yeah. Oh. Well... That's I was going to say, is there anything else to say about Rose? Because I can't really think of anything. I think that she's <laughs> just a pushover, sad woman. Yeah, that's kind of what I thought. I thought she's acted well, though. I haven't seen Kristen Dunst in a while. No, I haven't seen her either. Wasn't she in Wimbledon? Uh, that's what I always think of. What's Wimbledon? Like, there's a movie called Wimbledon? Wait, is that? Wim- Wimbledon? Did you say <laughs> Wimbledon? No, I said Wimbledon, like the sport. Like tennis? I gotta look it up now. Hold on a minute. <laughs> um, Last thing I remember her in was uh, oh yeah, uh, that's her. A long time ago, Eternal Wimbledon Sunshine. came out in Virgin Diaries, two thousand four, and it was yeah, that's about... exactly two thousand four. That's what I was thinking. Uh, that's Eternal Sunshine. I haven't seen her in like fifteen years. It was her and Paul Bettany. Oh, all right then. Um... That's all. <laughs> That's all we have. Let's go look her up. That is all. Honestly, more discussion on this than I thought there would be because of how bored Nicole was. Nicole, Nicole, Nicole was. God, that movie was so fucking long. Why? Why are they doing this to us? Why is everything now have to be at a... Well, we usually do, like, if we were watching it during a lunch break or something, and that greatly greatly helped me with the last Idris Elba one because if we, if we didn't do that oh harder they fall I would have never been able to finish that one we we took like a 20 minute break in this one and then when I we were like okay let's finish it I'm like no please yeah it the light of our day TV burst into flames so I don't <laughs> finish it <laughs> the light of day made a difference for me so I think just being it's not, a, it's not a passive movie, and, and it is slow, and no. it, it will be very yes. boring if you're 
trying to watch it as something other than a passive movie or watch it mm. as a passive movie you can't you can't do that yeah this is not a put as as uh just says put it on leave the room and make food in the other room and then come back and watch it like that's watching a movie <laughs> like that's that's right. this is the this is like it's the opposite of spoon feeding you must well, watch every frame not just spoon feeding like even if you walked into the other room there's no dialogue so you really have no idea what's going on on the tv except for this well, nicole would come back and say he's still in the hallway he hasn't even he's moved five <laughs> steps <laughs> well and if it's still jesse clemens between rooms and if it's Jesse Plymouth's character, he sounds like a buffalo when he's walking in the house. It's like, clonk, 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 clonk. Because he's a fatso. He That's comes right. out. He fatso. He comes Wait, out I want to... The... Go ahead. No, just to, like... He comes out of the bedroom, stands at the top of the stairs. She turns around slowly and looks up the stairs and sees him there holding the banjo. And then she turns around and walks away. And that took 35 minutes. <laughs> For I can see why you liked uh, Last Night in Soho so much because that's a movie with a bunch of quick cuts and everything goes very yeah, fast. Yeah, we like so. quickness. It makes the movie go by faster. <laughs> Whatever makes you not watch a movie the quickest. Nicole's a big fan of commercials. Just two twenty-five second things. That, yeah, Tick, that's TikToks. There you go. That's, that TikToks, makes sense. Vines, YouTube yeah, videos. Give them. I'm not to gonna me. lie. Yeah. I so say you like Vine more than TikTok. Fucking Endgame, forget about it. <laughs> no, Endgame Max. Um, I want to ask about one thing though, real quick, and hopefully you caught this. But at one point, the people who don't live here there, so like I don't know the governor. I don't know how they know the governor of Montana, but whatever the governor, and then also their parents. Am I right when they talked about the yeah. old lady and the old man? Yeah. That's Francis who they're Conroy. talking about. Yeah, the yeah, parents. Francis Conroy, Peter Carroll. Yeah. Um, they're talking about how he was Phi Beta Kappa at blah 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 blah, and they're talking about Phil, right? I have the faintest idea. Yeah, they're talking about that's. He's in I a think... fraternity. <laughs> Is that what you're talking about? It's weird that when you say it out loud, <laughs> I don't know what you talk. What you're talking about? Okay. During the dinner party scene, they have conversations, and one of them is about uh, is. But I don't. I thought they. Were, I didn't think they were talking about Phil. I were thought they? they were talking about Phil because they wanted to talk to him, and he wasn't coming. And then, and that's why. Well, I know um, they mentioned his ab- absence because well, he didn't. Because he's yeah. stinky. And yeah, and that's he why he didn't want to take a shower. Because <laughs> he rolls in mud. He does this on purpose. I stink, and I like to make it, himself. Yeah. Um, no, they were talking about, he needs, even George said, we need you to be there because you, you know, you know how to talk to, you have things to talk to people about. I'm pretty sure they were talking, I think if, if that's something that y'all missed, I think it was a big deal to miss that because there was a point, I think there was a point in Phil's life where he was like that, where he was, he was Peter because mm. Peter's now going to medical school and all of this kind of stuff. And, and then he met a rough and tumble Bronco and then everything, right. yeah. Who sucked his soul out, and now we have Phil that we have today. You sucked what now? <laughs> also, Phi Beta Kappa is not a fraternity, so I have to, I have to address this before we get reader mail. <laughs> Phi Beta Kappa is that a, part. It's an honor society for the smartest of the smartest. 
I feel like that didn't really take huh. away any value for me, Mama Kay. I have to be honest. I, <laughs> I missed that scene completely. You feel the same about the movie with or without that information. <laughs> you know, I just, I try to teach the world a little bit here Thank and there. Thank you for doing that because I've never heard of that before. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't oh, a frat bro. Yeah, you're like, he's playing flip cup and I'm like, uh, he's reciting <laughs> biggest... Chaucer. You know, very the different. biggest university in Montana at the time. Ah, <laughs> uh, I might have to go back All and right, check that so out because I think I'm right. Are we are we going to recommend Power of the Dog, uh, Nicole? No, God no. I'll <laughs> recommend that you watch both of those Idris Elba cowboy movies first, and then see if you're even alive before watching this. Ooh, I would not recommend Concrete Cowboy over this. This is better than Concrete Cowboy. I'd probably watch Harder They Fall again before this, but Concrete Cowboy has that. Talk about a snooze fest. Uh, I'm okay. If you're going to watch Idris Elba, you're going to watch Luther, so don't even mess with whatever things they're talking about. Um, <laughs> Harder They Fall is a good movie. Check that one out. Uh, yeah. Um, I am going to recommend this movie. This movie is a, is a, is, is a pay attention thinker. I'm sure. Um... <laughs> I, I'm not going to lie. It, the last night when I was watching it, I was not going to recommend this movie because it made me tired. But today, totally different story. And uh, it's it goes against my grain because I feel it's very self-serving in the Campion way. But um, It is. It's, it's very, I am such a brilliant writer-director. Look at me. <laughs> and you don't like that stuff. I don't like that stuff, but I like... I am such great actor, man. Look at me. It's very show-offy in, I like in the, the subtlest way possible. Yeah, I like the indie stuff. The indie, not, not like I-N-D-Y, E-N-D-Y. Like the end portion of it and how it really makes you go back and think about the other stuff that already happened um, in the movie. And... And it does it in an, in a really subtle way, and it's smart, and I hate saying it, but yeah, I think, uh, I don't know if my audience of people are going to appreciate it, but I, I think there's a couple people that, yeah, might get on board. Uh, I'm saying right now, this wins Best Picture, Best Director. I agree. How? Not with Jesse How? Because like that. No. Jane Campion has been making movies for like 40 years, and right. she's been nominated, I think, one other time, maybe two. And she is not an American woman, and they don't have, you know, we just had uh, Chloe Zhao win last year, and Emerald Fennell win for screenwriting or something. It's it's the time of the woman, This is and this is the most acclaimed thing I've seen, and there's nothing else I can really think that's more Oscar-baity than this, as far as... Yeah, it's pretty slim up. pickings this year, so that's part of it. There, there are a lot of movies I really liked this year, but... When it Oscar comes to worthy. Oscar type movies, yeah, the, yeah, the field. This is going to. This, I this would ticks not the be boxes for this sure. Is, yeah, this will be up for ten, like ten nominations. It easy, will be. I think. I'm going to say it'll eleven. Be at least three or four things. I'm going to go with eleven. Oh, <laughs> oh plus or minus eleven. Uh, yep. <laughs> I'll t- I'll take I'll take minus. That's high. That's eleven's tough. I'll take minus. All right. But I could see ten. I could All see right. nine. Uh, yeah, I recommend this though. I do. It's. I don't think it's the best movie of the year. It probably will not be in my top five. Um, but it's solid. It's above average. Uh, and I, I, I like it more in retrospect too. Like more th- like thinking about it a little bit. It doesn't. I don't. It's, I don't just forget about this. Uh, so yeah, it's 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 solid. Um, and I have. I, I don't really like a lot of Jane Campion movies that I've seen. They are not my kind of movies typically. Um, but 
this is this is good. So uh, two recommends and one. Uh, I would say a, so- a soft not recommend Nicole. No, no, I would never watch this again. No. <laughs> she feels like people are gonna throw pillows at her if she recommends it to them. They're gonna be like people that mm-hmm. like the movies that I like would watch this for eight minutes and be like, "Ugh, the yeah. god, this is so bad." <laughs> I guess I'm a part of the Ghostbuster crowd. Who are you gonna call? No, you wouldn't like that either. I wouldn't you like, like that either. <laughs> no one, no one hates on things quite like you. <laughs> <laughs> Just wait till All I right, find so, a movie that I love, and then you know. Yeah, you, you find a couple every it's every a couple. year. A couple. Yeah. A couple. Um, so we got more theater and uh, Oscar level stuff coming up. Some big blockbustery things. And then uh, we're our draft show rapidly approaching. I wonder where uh, Power of the Dog is going to go in the draft. That'll be interesting. Um, and I then we got the, the top huge... five show. Yeah, the what? Hmm? The what show? Sorry, top five show. And then yeah. the top five show in yeah. January. We do the superlatives, best, the best ofs, and the worst ofs. Maybe this will appear on. Oh, <laughs> what, what a hot take that would be. Um, but in the meantime, we're going to have listener suggestions in January. So, Films with the Women of My Life on Facebook. Reach out to me on Instagram. I am Brennan underscore pod host. And email the show, filmswiththewomen at gmail.com. Thank you guys for being on Power of the Dog. Thanks. Boy, howdy, partner. Until next time, this is Brennan signing off saying thanks for listening and enjoy. Thanks for listening to Films with the Women in My Life. If you enjoyed being a listener in our life, please rate and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or on your favorite podcast app. Keep up with the latest from the show on Instagram at Brennan underscore podhost, on Facebook at Films with the Women in My Life, and on Twitter at Films Women Pod. Finally, you can email the show with questions and suggestions at filmswiththewomen at gmail.com. Original music for the show was created by Ian Burke and Chris Iwanek. Original artwork created by Nicole Telesio. This show is produced by Brennan Snyder. Thank you again for listening and enjoy your movies.